So as we continue our celebration of the Easter season, our gospel again places the disciples huddled together in the upper room. Last week's gospel from John told us, told us that the disciples were behind locked doors out of fear. Today, Luke's gospel tells us that at the appearance of Jesus, they were startled and terrified and troubled as if they had seen a ghost. Once again, he appears to his faithless disciples who ran from the scene of Jesus' arrest and who were, for the most part, not willing or able to make a public comment since his crucifixion. If Jesus had appeared in their midst and said, what's with you guys, who could blame him? Instead, the first words Jesus says to them, to his followers, is astonishingly kind. Peace be with you, he says. This was perhaps to quell their fear that they might be going to be harshly criticized. The beauty is that Jesus does not want to keep his disciples in a place of fear or confusion. Jesus offers peace to those who hardly deserve it. This stands in harmony with his policy to forgive sinners in general. If Jesus waited to distribute divine favors to those of us who were worthy of them, he'd still be waiting until the end of time. It's revealing that now four times in the last two weeks, our Gospels repeated the words of the resurrected Jesus, the words of encouragement, peace be with you. It's more than just merely a greeting, since Jesus is the one who brings universal peace on earth as it is in heaven. Peace connotes the restoration of relationship, relationship between God and his people and people amongst themselves. When Jesus stood among his followers with the words of peace, he restored them to relationship with himself. The barrier of death had been overcome. Jesus truly rose from the dead and now is reunited with his disciples and with each and every one of us. He's not a ghost, and we do not need to be afraid. He's alive and real. The risen Christ is not a ghost who haunts, but a living God who revitalizes his followers. Jesus also invites us to the same gift of peace to recognize him in the very same way. But this peace often appears unattainable to us. Many of us have a tendency to overthink things when we're confronted with feelings of confusion or chaos, when we're struggling with health issues, the loss of a loved one, family conflicts, unemployment, or the lingering effects of a global pandemic. But it is clear from our gospel this week, as well as from last week, 
that peace is a gift that Jesus wants to give each and every one of us. It's an integral part of who he is. That's why we offer each other some sign of peace at every Mass. So how can we find and embrace the peace that Jesus offers us? Sometimes all we need to do is reflect on a simple question like the one that Jesus asked his disciples today. Why are you troubled? Jesus, resurrected from the dead, was right before them, inviting them to touch him, to share a meal with them, to have confidence in his presence. Jesus asked us the very same question. Why are you troubled? Why do you have questions in your heart? Even though we know that Jesus is present to us, that his real presence is placed right in front of us at every Mass, where he stands in our midst, we still become captured in our own feelings of confusion and chaos when we're dealing with the realities of our life. It's easy in our broken humanity to allow fear and doubt to control us. Fear is one of the most common of all emotions. All of us can fall into the grasp of it from time to time. It can cause us to freeze up and act unlike we should. The disciples certainly experienced this when Christ appeared in their midst, but Jesus did not allow fear to have the final word. He reassures them. Christ always finds a way to reassure us of the truth and reality of the resurrection, and it offers all of us new life. As believers, we can find reassurance in the scriptures and in the Eucharist, where we encounter the risen Christ. There he takes away our fears and our doubts and frees us to go out and share the good news. It is there we can find the abiding peace which is always offered to us. Luke's account we hear today is the assertion that the risen Christ will be known and fully experienced in the breaking of the bread, that is, in the community's sharing of the Eucharist. As bread nourishes, nourishes our life, Jesus nourishes the spiritual level. Like the first disciples, we too can recognize him in the breaking of the bread where Jesus is truly and fully present to us, where he is ready and willing to share a meal with us and offer us the same gift of peace. And so what does that recognition of the resurrected Jesus require of us? Well, St. John provides us with one answer when he refers to the commandment of love in our second reading. Jesus did not turn away from those who were closest to him, yet who failed to understand. Instead, he invited them to an even more intimate communion. The commandment of love requires nothing less of all of us. We must love those who are distant, and those who are close. 
Those who might reject and misunderstand us, we must love totally as God loves us. Having recognized the risen Lord like the people addressed in the second reading today, we must be obedient to God's commandment of love. Having recognized the risen Lord, we, like the disciples portrayed in the gospel, must preach the good news of God's forgiveness to all nations. Easter faith assures us that all of this is possible because God continues to look favorably upon us. The joyous Easter mystery continues to unfold in our midst. Peace be with you.